A podcast network. Hi, this is Pamela Adlon, and you're listening to Radio 8 Ball with Andras Jones. Radio 8 Ball, give us a shake. We're in the studio tempting fate. Putting questions to the songs which we will randomly select here with the help of our friend Synchronicity. Radio A-Ball, give us a shake. Back to Radio 8 Ball, the show where we answer questions by picking songs at random and interpreting those randomly chosen songs as the answers to the questions, like picking musical tarot cards. I'm your host, Andras Jones, hanging out here at Black National Studio in Missoula, Montana, with a band called Buttes. Say hi, Buttes. Hello, everybody out there. Hey, and you're playing the music... Mostly a beat happening, but also Halo Benders and Calvin Johnson. At this point, it's all beat happening songs. Yeah. On the, it's funny we were tributing beat happening, and the two songs that came up when we had the members of Beat Happening were a Halo Bender song and a Calvin Johnson song. That's right. That's beautiful. <laughs> Synchronicity is just spreading things out and making us use our brains to like accommodate things being not being perfect in the way that we didn't plan for them to be so now we are joined by our first live in studio guests we were they were uh the band uh her band was name checked in an earlier segment and let's welcome her to radio 8 ball jenny montgomery hello thanks for having me and who's here with you my son heath is here as well hi heath hi and we the uh, the the band that you were in in Olympia in the heyday of beat happening and the the beginning of K Records and all that madness was a band called Oklahoma Scramble. Yeah. Yes, that's right. It was called Oklahoma Scramble, and uh, it was myself and Argon Steele who lived down the hall in the Martin Apartments in Olympia, uh, where Calvin and Brett were also living. So there was a, a lot of music to be heard there in the hallways. I lived in the Martin Apartments for like uh, like 12, 13 years. So, uh, yeah. Wow. So a lot of stuff happened at the Martin. Mar- the Martin Apartments are a historic uh, place in Olympia. And so you were, but you were there when it was, so in the 80s, it, it, it's had very, it's had different uh, I don't know, eras at the, at the Martin. There was a lot going on there. So Calvin was there. Brett was living. Do you remember where you were living? What part of the building you were living in? Yeah, um, all the way down the hallway on the left uh, at the far, I guess that was. So you were on the alley side or the yeah, street on side? Yeah, the alley side. That was, that's tough because the, the mornings, they, those trash cans, those oh, yeah. trash trucks trash come gang. in at like yeah. four or five in the morning. And it's just so loud. But if you live there long enough, I told, I'm told, if you, I lived on the street side always. If you live on the alley side, you get used to that and you just sleep through it. Yeah, I really love the alley spot. 
Sweet, sweet. I think Jenny Jenkins might have lived in down in that apartment when I was living there. Another longtime Radio 8 Ball guest. Did Kathleen Hanna live there at that time? I know she lived there for a while. Yeah, she was in the building, I think, later, maybe like 1988 is when I ran into her there. Mm -hmm. I'd been gone for a little while. So, yeah, what a... So, okay, so Oklahoma Scramble. I mean, of course, we can... I mean, everyone knows Bikini Kill. They know Beat Happening. But... I've, this is my first uh, my first experience hearing about Oklahoma Scramble. Uh, tell us about this band. Well, um, we were quite introverted, and maybe that had something to do with the short lifespan. Mo of our a band. lot of Olympia <laughs> bands are very introverted, <laughs> introverted extroverts. Yeah, we had five songs on a compilation cassette called Bird Crash, and then um, I had I felt like I had to go traveling. Mm -hmm. And um, so left town. Um, but I really deeply um, love and appreciate my bandmate, Argon Steel. And we had a drummer named Marianne Kawaguchi. And uh, yeah, we just were, you know, short-lived and bubbled up. And Do you remember where you, where you played in Olympia? Well, the Smithfield Cafe. Mm -hmm. And um, we played a show in Seattle. Mm -hmm. And we recorded in Patrick Malley's barn. Okay. And that was pretty much it. And we just sort of... The yogurt, you know. the, yo the was this the yogurt farm? I think so, yeah, and just kind of evaporated from there. Yeah, yeah. I recorded my very first, I don't know if Pat was the, I don't think Pat was the guy who recorded it, but when I was in high school, my dad taught at Evergreen, and he knew I was learning to play guitar and writing songs, so he set up for me to come in and record a demo session at the yogurt farm. And I only remember that because I, for year, for like a couple of years, I wrote the yogurt sessions on every tape I gave to people. So, yeah, so Olympia, it's for those of, if, I guess, I wonder how this is for, it's so, Olympia is such a weird thing because if you lived there, you have a very intimate experience of it. And I am constantly running into people who are in bands, very cool bands that played on bills with bands from Olympia. There was like, a, there was such an Olympia scene that came out of the 80s and early 90s and in you know going continuing but particularly the late 80s and early 90s and so there's all these people who feel like they know olympia because of stories they've read in books about bikini kill or nirvana or just the just that that scene and or reading zines about it so i'm always I, like i wonder we're talking about the smithfield i'm wondering oh like only people in olympia are going to know about this but maybe other people who are listening or are fans of I'm, I'm so curious who's going to listen to this show. Like fans of Beat Happening from all over the world will be listening to this. And I'm just wondering, are they going to be like, oh, yes, tell us more about the Smithfield and the Martin Apartments? Or are they going to be like, let's get on with the musical divination. And I want to hear this. Oh, wait, that's what I'm curious about. Can we get, do you have any of this music still of the of Oklahoma Scramble? Well, I have a cassette. I think I think it is in digital form somewhere. I'd love to get a copy of one of the songs to throw on the back of this podcast so people can hear oh, what the great. band sounded like. Yeah. Yeah, we can do that? It's a yeah, it's it's pretty old. Uh, you know, we weren't very good. We're all pretty old. You know, nobody, <laughs> nobody we weren't very good. Um yeah, I played the electric guitar and I just really didn't know very much about how to play and so I wrote songs and sang songs and I played the melody I was singing, I played the melody I was singing on the guitar while I was singing because I thought that's what you had to do. Oh, yeah. Well, yeah. that's like, I mean, that's a unique choice, you know? <laughs> yeah. And it's a, it's a time capsule. I mean, that, I think, isn't that part of what was exciting 
and even revolutionary about what was happening in Olympia at that time was this sense of you don't have to be a professional musician. Like the idea that Denise learned drums to go on the road with Beat Happening is sort of, it's a sign that, like, it's that's in the ethos. Like, you can't imagine that, you know, like, you can't imagine the Rolling Stones just, like, having one of their friends or a spouse just like, okay, learn drums to come and play on the road with us. It wouldn't work. But with Beat Happening, there's something, and some, and I think that whole style, that whole scene wasn't saying, hey, let's democratize this. Let's make, you know, like, let's open it up. And a lot of that was, like, these barriers, a lot of dude barriers of, like, you know, if you don't know how to play your instrument, well, you're just getting the back, whatever. And so, like, the idea of, like, no, get it, pick up a guitar, plug it in, get on stage, and play. So I think that's great. I mean, I've come so I want to hear Oklahoma Scramble now as like an example of that time, because even when, like you say, that's a like, you did this thing and you're sort of embarrassed about it. But that is a choice. It's a unique choice to make. Uh, and being handed a, a news bulletin, um, when it, I'm sorry, in these this day and age, someone hands you a news bulletin, it's sort of a little terrifying. So I don't know what Chris is trying to show show me here. Uh, these headphones are so tight, I can't even get my glasses on. Uh, oh, bird crash. Oh, I'm looking at the... Okay, they're there. It, it, it does exist on the web. Okay, well, we're, so we're going to check this out. Bird crash is... The, who else was on bird crash, this this compilation? Oh, gosh, we had, was it Spook? Well, there was the Go Team, track one, and then track two was Oklahoma Scramble, Scramble with Street, which is a great place to be on a compilation. Track two is where you want to be. Uh, Spook and the Zombies... Uh, oh, um, that's that's a potentially troubling name. Oklahoma Scramble comes in again with the fourth song. They just they're just loving you here. And then Spookin' the Zombies again. The Go Team, Spookin' the Zombies, Oklahoma. Is this is mostly Spookin' the Zombies, Oklahoma Scramble, and the Go Team. Who else? That's it. Yeah. Who was the Go Team? Well, the Go Team was Calvin and Toby, um, and I th- maybe it was just the two of them. Toby. They had a lot. They had a rotating cast. Oh, that's right. In fact, Kurt Cobain was on one of their tracks. Kathleen Hanna was on a couple of their tracks. They had a bunch of people. Lois. Okay, and uh, and tell me about the Spook and the Zombies. Well, that was just Spook, I think. Who was Spook? Spook was a young guy. I don't remember his other name. Um, But yeah, he was really uh, um, impassioned and sincere. And uh, I think you'll hear that. So very unlike a zombie. No, not zombie-like. I think no. of zombies as being not very impassioned or sincere. <laughs> I would agree. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so well, let's get let's get down to your question. This is a this is a nice little slice of history, and all you I'm I'm sure all the fans are like going to the web right now and trying to find that compilation, buying them all up as fast as they can get them. Probably just because they're hoping to catch a, a whiff of Kurt Cobain, but you'll find so many, so many exciting things going down that rabbit hole. So, Jenny, what is the question that you and and our friend Heath have for us? Well, we are curious about the future. Um, Good qu- we're we're just living in such an interesting time on the planet, and um, and there are people who think a little pessimistically that we we have some environmental problems and you know we're in the middle of a large extinction and yeah well like just the problem with a lot of the species and the animals and 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 yet there are people who are really hopeful 
that um, that this is going to uh, this crisis is going to bring forth some human creativity and that we may be seeing or experiencing the next big thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and so our question is, what is the next big thing? What is the next big thing? Wow. My bet's on synchronicity, but let's see what we got. <laughs> so, so, and now to engage the pop oracle, you get to spin the wheel of eight. Na, 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 we love it. What is the next thing, next big thing? I spy with my little eye something to save the planet. I'm more important in the USA than a spy for the FBI. I'm trained to meet the criminal elite, and I seek out wherever evil resides. I spy. I'm at home in the streets of Rome. Hanging around old Shanghai Danger is my logo Espionage a go-go I'm just digging this American crime Two deadly agents of a wicked persuasion Tried to send me on A permanent I gave him the slip, cause I'm totally hit to that modern counter espionage. I spy. I got a bulletproof car and a secret star and a ring with x ray eyes. I wear Spanish boots, Brooks Brothers suits. And I don't know how to cry And that was I Spy from Buttes. Well, from Beat Happening by way of Buttes. The answer to Jenny and Heath's question, what is the next big thing? So, well, uh, this is one of those times when I wish Calvin was here to refuse to explain for us, but uh, we don't have that luxury. We Now we have the band. So tell us, tell us a little bit about why you picked this song, Sandman. Well, um, we had another member in our band, and we were, he and I were going through uh, some of the YouTube videos, and this one just stood out to him. He's like, I think this song rocks just as a straight-up rock song. And so I went with it. It's you certainly it, it, your your voice is certainly it certainly uh, it certainly suits your voice. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, you you do a, you really I'm not as low that. as Calvin but yeah, it works. You're down there. I'm down there. Yeah. And well, Jenny, what do you think about that as the answer to your question? 
Well, I thought it was, I was kind of going with the archetype of the spy, which is um, ruled by the planet Pluto. And Pluto's a really um, interesting kind of an underworld figure. Mm -hmm. So, um, and it, there are some kind of dark manifestations on the spectrum. We're, of course, we're right now is a very Plutonian moment in our nation where we're looking at the possible impact of um, espionage and collusion on our um, on our government and our and our country and the sort of national tenor of the conversation and truths are being revealed you know so this is an interesting time astrologically as Saturn and Pluto get closer and closer to their conjunction in 2020 mm -hmm. I think we're going to see um, a lot of things that are under the Saturn sun. and Pluto are Saturn conjuncting Pluto in 2020 are, yeah are coming to, to I don't, a conjunction in I don't know a lot about astrology but those are not the the friendliest planets right well, I think if we're going to look for the positive in that, it would be truth telling, you know, and the um, shining a light into uh, on things that are currently uh, obscure. Would you say that they represent soft power or hard power? Ooh, well, <clears throat> I think they have soft power tools that are often employed by hard power for the purposes of hard power. But in in looking at how I spy relates to the original question and mm -hmm. the question of our um, survival and and how human ingenuity uh, is going to play out in this um, slow rolling crisis. It made me a little bit hopeful because um, Pluto is also associated with uh, see you know seeing in the dark. You enter the cave and at first it's totally dark and then your eyes adjust and it may be that. Um, come there it's a very uh global song there's many places mentioned and um the the protagonist of the song is a citizen of the world mm -hmm. and you know maybe <clears throat> it's somebody from heath's generation mm -hmm. is going to yeah. see something see something new mm -hmm. and uh penetrate this mystery i also think it's Kind of like a hyperbole, like on this, um, all the chaos that both kids and adults can have in. In all the, it's a hyperbole about of all the chaos kids and adults are feeling in their lives right wow. now. Because it really about how we deal with stuff like in my case, like friendships and sometimes um you get the secret truth it's both when you are it the 
potatoes and then in adult life like divorce or like the drug of like working with the budget like making projects and it's I buy the really am metaphor for all the struggles that people in civil modern civilization have to go through both kids and adults. Yeah. Yeah. So right. Those are some Plutonian issues, you know, dealing so right. with, with budget, you know, mentioning budgets. I have some concerns about our economy and mm-hmm. our economy is gonna have to change and you know mm-hmm. I'm reading that people are gonna have to eat differently too. Like we could do so much for our environment just by eating differently. Yeah. And um, so, yeah, Pluto represents some of our darkest struggles and our shadow side, and we're facing our shadow as a civilization. Right. Yeah. Well, I was. I mean, I was thinking about. There was a couple things I was thinking about. For a long time, I have been a believer that privacy is done. Like that. Just that. Like in at a certain point. I sort of did the math on where we're at. <laughs> like early days of the internet, I was like, oh, well, forget about it. People are all worried about privacy. That just that ship sailed long, long ago. So the idea, and I think that in a way that, you know, we're talking about the next big thing, like we're all hiding stuff that, I mean, I feel like that sort of like on the, on the global level, like we don't have privacy. Everything can be found through our, I'm sure our computers see us even when we cover up the, I'm sure that my computer sees me even though I cover up the camera. Like, they, I'm sure the screens are set to, like, read something. And But on this this whole other level, there's the idea that everything reads in interaction. Like, we're all walking around keeping these secrets that everyone who knows us, that are obvious to everyone who knows us, and they're wishing we would just be like, just admit it already. You're mad at me or you're... You know, or you love me, or you are gay and you're afraid to admit it, or you are whatever you are. You're a genius and you're pretending like you're an idiot and putting yourself down all the time, or all of these things that, like, so to me, in a way, it's like the, the what I got out of it is that the the next big thing is transparency, is the sense of, like, like spies are, they are only valuable because we have secrets, when there are no more secrets, there's no more need for spies. Exactly. And to add on to what I said before, and partially what you said, sometimes all this stress gets um the output of the um, <laughs> 
Galapagos and negative emotions can come out as hurtful things mm-hmm. to other people mm-hmm. and just to put that in perspective, the outcome of your emotions is always beautiful mm-hmm. and or too you can bundle your emotions up and never express them freely mm-hmm. and then that eventually puts you in some kind of a state of mind of depression and anxiety in the real world. I think that's really Mm -hmm. um, perspicacious that as a culture, we are having a a mental health crisis. Yeah, well, that's what happened. I mean, it's it, they say people have kundalini awakenings or when you're flooded with more truth than you can handle, the reintegration process is can seem really scary for you and for the people around you, and it can take a lot of time. And this is where we're going back to the idea of hard power and soft power. When you are flooded by this, applying soft power to ourselves is so important. Very good. Very good, Heath. And thank you, thank you, Jenny. This is a g- g- great question. And uh, do, was there anything else that you wanted to to say before we let you go? I thought that was just perfect. Thank you so much for the opportunity to consult the Oracle. Okay, thank you for being on the show, and thank you, Heath. Yeah, you're welcome. And I just want to say that the next. Big thing can even be the biggest break down in human civilization, or it can be a positive and a fourth miracle almost. Thanks for listening to Radio 8 Ball. We hope today's musical divination brings and brought the sync to you wherever you are. For more info about our show, visit Radio8Ball.com, where you'll find the Radio 8 blog, our Patreon campaign, and where you can download our Radio 8 Ball app that allows you to engage the pop oracle directly in the form of every song ever performed in the history of Radio 8 Ball. If you enjoy the show, please subscribe to us wherever you get your podcasts. And if you give us good reviews and ratings, that really helps get the word out. Until next time, I'm your your host, Andras Jones, wishing you lots of spine-tingling synchronicities, connections with the natural world, and all the inspiration you can handle. It's the Radio
got the time and you know I got the place. And I'll tell you why that stupid stare 